0: Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Good morning, church, and uh, all our guests, it's that Sunday morning again. Got a great message uh, this morning, following on from last week, where I was looking at becoming a bigger person in fact jesus went through a lockdown when the holy spirit led him into the desert after his baptism and for 40 days and 40 nights he was tempted by the devil in in a real sinister way and the devil went for his identity and his temptation was to move jesus from being himself and being confident in his identity that you know he'd heard his father say this is you are my son whom i love with you i am well pleased And every human being needs to hear that voice, needs to hear those words. You are my son, or you are my daughter, whom I love with you, I am well pleased. Mums and dads, we have, and grandma and granddad, we have a great responsibility here to speak those words of affirmation, and that's where they draw their identity from, and it's good that they know who they are, that they're loved, and that they're appreciated and accepted, as they are, we need that as human beings. And that's how God spoke to Jesus. And as Jesus took human form and became a human being, a voice from heaven came and assured him of God's love and his acceptance of him, pleased with him. Um, And so uh, the enemy comes and he says, if you're the son of God, he attacks his identity and he will attack your identity. And he does it like this, he gets you to move Understanding your identity and being you, and he gets you to attach your identity to what you do, or to the position you have, or to become the kind of celebrity that's always prodding people to get feedback to say, uh, you know, do you love me? Are you still, are you still committed to me? Are you still, that is wearing. But you know, that's how the enemy has got people. So if you take a man's job away so often, his old self has gone. Uh, or a woman, but but definitely in men. It's a strong one in men. You make a man redundant and he's lost his way. He's like a lost soul unless he understands his identity and his identity is separate from what he does. You know, I can do some jobs and I can do a great job or a bad job, but that doesn't make me a great person or a bad person. Who I am makes me a great person or a bad person. Too many egos have been shipwrecked on, on performance and failing in performance and because it's like that's my identity no it's not you are different from what you do and um, and it's important we get that because i want to talk about building bigger lives you know my life is based on believing in jesus every christian's life is based on believing in jesus that and that jesus has forgiven us and and that we are loved jesus even says i call you my friends god almighty calling us friends god called abraham his friend in the old testament so we're not just servants of God we're his friend and we are sons and daughters of God the bible says Romans chapter 8 so we're loved by God we're accepted as we are by God with all the imperfections and God will never ever ever be angry at me again never or any believer he will never be angry at us again will he discipline us will he correct us of course he will the Bible says in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, that God disciplines those that he loves. And, you know, that's why we discipline kids, because we love them. I didn't go and discipline everybody's kid, because they weren't mine. I didn't love them like I loved mine when my kids were growing up. It's, it's like that with God. And, and so there's a confidence that comes. You, you, uh, you know, you want to attempt great things. Why? Because, you know, you've got the all of heaven backing you up. And you're like, oh, bring it on. So if you lose your job, I'll well, get another. Well, you might not. Well, I'll still be intact. Why? Because God's with me. And something will happen. God will make a way where there is no way. You know, how do I know that? It's because God has given us a fortify picture of himself in the Bible. That's why it's important to know the Bible. You know how God thinks about you. So my God is hidden in Christ, in God. And so, you know, I become like God himself. I become confident. I become full of faith. I become full of energy. And I'm full of great desire and having more and more power to overcome myself, to overcome the defects in my life, the things that are not great about my personality, the the hang-ons and clings-on to my personality that really need to go. The immaturities that are there just begin to drop off. It's so positive you become a bigger person. Jesus went into lockdown filled with the Holy Spirit, but he came out of the lockdown in the power of the spirit transformation had happened on the inside of jesus god the father was getting god the son ready to go on his mission his god-given mission and he was moving from being a, a builder to going what we call you know full-time in his His calling as uh the messiah and uh, revealing what god is like to, to people why because he's not just the son of god he is god the son Jesus said in John's Gospel, John chapter 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The claims that Jesus made were breathtaking. And he was either a liar or he was a loony or he was Lord, according to C.S. Lewis. He's either Lord, liar or lunatic. And I found him to be Lord. I hope you do uh, during this lockdown. But let me get on to how do you know you're growing a bigger life? Jesus said these words in Matthew's uh, Gospel, Matthew 5, they're called the B, Attitudes. We've been looking at attitudes. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And that's Jesus talking about having a big life. I want to have a look at this. I want to go through what we call the B attitudes. Blessed. Big people. Big people are blessed. You know, the Bible says, I am blessed. And that means I am blessed. I've got the resources of God Almighty at my availability in my life. I've got God's resources wherever I am. And, uh, and I want to get older them. So Jesus used this word blessed. And it can mean a lot of things. But in this context, Jesus said, meant it to, to, to sound like this. Happy are those who mourn. It sounds mad. Happy are the poor, I should say. Blessed are the poor. For those is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And, um, and what he means by that is, is that you're blessed when you become aware of your limitations, self-awareness. You, you you realize how poor you are, how small you are. You're not a big person. You're poor in spirit. You're poor on the inside. You you haven't got strength to resist your urges. You haven't got strength to resist when people provoke you. You're poor in spirit. You're weak. And Jesus said, "You're happy. Why? Because you've got a. You're aware." If you lack you are poor and yet there's a great provision. you are blessed when you when you become self-aware you are blessed why? Because God's with you. when you turn to him there's an awareness God I need you. I am so weak, I'm so pathetic sometimes and and blessed are you when you know you are poor in spirit or small on the inside. and there's a great outcome, he said. You know, yours is the kingdom of heaven. It's it's, it's brilliant. So we recognise our poverty. We see his provision for us. And then there's a great outcome. And Jesus starts to talk like this. He's so positive. So blessed are you when you find your limitations, that you're not Captain Fantastic or Superwoman. Blessed are you. This world would have you be everything. And you're like, I can't measure up. I can't measure up. And of course you can't. What happy are you when you've found your limitations and you've got a self-awareness that says, I need you, God. People say, well, that's just weak. I don't need God. That's because you're not aware of your limitations. That's all it is. Blessed are those who mourn. Mourning is a doctrine of the desert. That means, you know, it's a lament. God, I have got nothing. I am beaten down. I am shattered. I am, you know, there's a grief on the inside, you know you're big. You know you're big when you can take pain. And you know, when you're in a lockdown, when you're in a desert situation, when you haven't got the resources, you've got nothing. And and Jesus said, happy are those who mourn. Happy are those. Tolerance for pain, that they're able to mourn. That's what I'm trying to say. So pain is a good way of seeing what you're made of. You say, that seems a bit strange and a bit a bit intense. Well, it's only like going to the gym. If you want to become a bigger person and you go to the gym, you've got to lift weights that apparently tear your muscles and then your muscles repair when you rest them. But your muscles get bigger and bigger and bigger. And and, and the way to get a bigger life is through pain. It's, we see it in the natural. We see it when it comes to getting a bigger body uh, in, in the gym. And it's just the same in the spirit world, in in the invisible realm. You know you're getting big. When you get used to pain. Happier those who mourn. Happier those that are in pain. Because their lives are getting better. You know it's difficult to change, don't you? It's painful to change. That's why people don't want to change. It's because of the pain and the stretch. And things tear and break within you. But you know, it's it's only because you're breaking free from the, whole, from the old you. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. And I'm saying, don't give up. Don't give up on your new regime. Don't give up on becoming a bigger person. You know, we should mourn the old Dave or the old you because you're changing from what you used to be to what you you should be and could be. And we need God's help with that. But the blessing of God on your life gives you that transformation. It's not just you doing it on your own. You've got God working in you, helping you to become a bigger person. Verse three, blessed are the meek. You know, meekness is seen as like a cringy little kind of a person that's like pathetic. And, uh, you know, so many vicars get mocked on television, on sitcoms and stuff, because they're always this kind of pathetic uh, excuse for a man uh, and a human being, when really that's not God's man at all, or God's woman. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is power restraint. When Jesus died on the cross, he chose to be there. He could have called on 10,000 angels. And that would have been the end of the Romans. That would have been the end of, of, of the Jewish leadership. That would have been the end of everything. But his love restrained his anger. Meekness isn't weakness. It is power that is restrained. And you know you're big when you're easy going. You know you're big when you're easy going. I love being around Shelley because she's the most easy going person in the world. When people are demanding, it doesn't show bigness. It shows insecurity. We want to be people that honour God. We want to be people whose lives reflect something of God's goodness. Big people are easygoing. They overlook insults. You know, people can insult you. (laughs) I've been around long enough. You know, sometimes people (laughs) are insulting me. (laughs) And I think, "Nah, they didn't mean that. Big people are easygoing, blessed are the meek. And the Apostle Paul says, I know what it is to be in need and in want. And I've learned to be content in all, all situations, all circumstances. He said, I can do anything in Christ, through Christ. And th- there's a, an easygoing about him. When he didn't have much, he said, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He didn't worry about bills. What a great place to be. Can you see what this is fantastic? And this is about being, not doing. It's about being, not doing. And you grow a big person on the inside. A lot of arguments happen in marriages and in families simply because there's pressure because of lack, you know, lack of money usually. And, you know, sometimes as men, we're not always great at communicating and uh, women tend to be a lot a, a lot freer and a lot better at it. Um, but, you know, we tend to worry and, and fear comes upon us and we're not easygoing. But you see the blessing of God on your life, the resourcing of God from there, uh, your resources of heaven coming on to you. There's a peace that comes in and you start to learn how not to give in to fear, how not to, uh, to give in to, to worry. And, um, you know, you become a lot more relaxed and a lot easier. But that takes time. It's a process. Most things that God does with us, and not instantaneous miracles. He takes us through processes because he's gentle on us. When you're easygoing, you can become content with whatever life throws at you. And you don't have to lose that presence of God. You know, sometimes you can be so angry, it's almost as though uh, God closes down. It's just like, oof, you know, I'll let you get on with it. Uh, you know, I can't bless that kind of an attitude. But the moment we recognise and acknowledge his presence and we're saying, God, this isn't a great attitude, help me. And he does. Um, the Bible calls it his anointing. Uh, and it's like he's empowering. It's just beautiful. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon our lives. And it's like there's somebody else on the inside working through us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, 13, it says... Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who works in you, both to will and to do. It's God working through us, transforming us. We're becoming bigger people. It's beautiful. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness sake. Blessed are those that hunger. You're big when you hunger for more. It's hard work being around people who know it all. It's hard work being around people who have got it all. I's the self-satisfied and smug. They're not hungry for anything new. How is it that, that people who have got 10,000 in the church could ask me my thoughts when my church is nowhere near 10,000? Why would they ask me a question when they've seemingly gone way further on in their accomplishments? Why would they ask me with a much smaller church my advice or my thoughts on things, it's because they haven't lost the the hunger. They they are big people. And so these big people can learn from anybody and they're hungry to know more. If they'll find out, they'll get something from me, they'll get something from from you. But we need to be people. Blessed are you when you've got a a, a hunger. That is a a sign that you've got a, a, a big life, that your life is getting bigger when you've got a hunger for more. We need to become master askers, the kings and queens of questions. Uh, you know, let's be hungry to know more and be careful with your question. Not be, don't get too personal and too intrusive. But you know what I'm saying? Asking questions. Never just be satisfied with your job. Find out some things. Find out about people. Find out about people in your community. Ask questions. How you do things? I learned a lot uh, from my parents, but also from my in-laws, from Shelley's parents. I remember. Uh, my father-in-law teaching me about boundaries in a family. And he says, you know, in big families like yours, Dave, you know, people will come in and they'll speak their mind and whether they're invited to or not, he said, they'll speak their mind. And he said, they did that to me. And he was passing on some wisdom to me some years ago when, when me and Shelley first got married. And he said, you set the boundaries. And you, t- you let people know you're allowed to speak in or you're not allowed to speak in. Let people know the boundaries. You know, just, just really, you know, I learnt a lot. Always have that hunger to learn. It's a fantastic thing. Develop a list of questions that you you can always ask people, and it's great because when people love to pass on knowledge as well, and it's good to engage people in that way. Uh, sincerely, I'm talking about. Don't waste people's time. Just, or, you know, I've learned a trick, and I'm going to ask you some questions so that you'll feel good. No, have an hunger to know because I can ask a question when somebody gives me an answer. Other questions come that I haven't even thought about. Why? Because I'm, I try to be hungry, I do, and it's good for us. So blessed are those that hunger. You're big when you're hungry for more. You know, when raising kids, you're happy when kids are hungry, because when they're not hungry, they're sick. When a child's sick, and they can't, the one thing they don't want to do is eat, they just want to sleep and want to be cuddled and held. they don't really want to eat or drink, you know. But you see, a thriving child is hungry. And it's the same with us. You know, we, we need to be hungry for more. It's a sign of being a big person. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You're big when you've no hidden agenda. That's what Jesus is saying. You're big when your heart's pure. You've no hidden agenda. You're big when what people see is what they get. Authentic. You know, we've, we've got to understand that none of us are perfect. But, um, but are we authentic? We're not hiding anything. We're not trying to be somebody that we're not. We're, we're real. But let's not have that kind of attitude that just says, when somebody's doing something well, you say, well, who do they think they are? That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, this, this is another one. Take me as you find me. What you see is what you get. It's an, it's, that's not what I'm saying. Because that says, I'm not willing to change. I'm not willing to change my attitude or the way that I present myself, and that's not what I'm on about. What I mean about, do they get what is written on the tin? What I mean by that is, are you authentic, e- even in your, your your failings as well as your successes? Are you authentic? No hidden agenda. When you say something, you're not saying it because you're trying to get this. You, you, it's not loaded, what you're about. Too many people come and you know, and I'm 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 gullible. So often I am. And I think as Christians, we're often taken in because we're kind. But after a while, we, we are kind, but, you know, we can look stupid at the beginning. But eventually, you know, things come to light and we're very straight. And we just say, no, that's not me. That's not what I'm up to. And that's not what I'm about. When people think they've got you because they've tricked you, eventually they realise they haven't got you. They've, they've just, they've, they've not, they're not true to what they've said about themselves. And I want, I want us to have that. You see, bigger people, when you become a big person, you, there's an authenticity about you. There's no hidden agenda. You are what you are. You're happy, you're happy with that. You're not trying to trick people. Blessed are the peacemakers. What does that mean? You're big. You'll know that you're big as a person when you make love. Not why. When you're not always bringing conflict. You know the type type of people at work? There's always a drama around them. They're always bringing conflict. You know whenever they're asked to do a task, this is not going to end well. Because of the type of person they are, they're not big people. Big people are not always bringing conflict. That's not what they do. Big people build bridges. Small people burn them. Big people see connection. Small people see conflict. Big people don't abuse and accuse they walk a mile in your shoes. Big people don't abuse and accuse, they walk a mile in your shoes. They understand you. I want to be a peacemaker, I want to be a big person, don't you? Barnabas in the Bible, he was a a, a mate of the Apostle Paul. Barnabas was a great man. He was big enough to build bridges to Paul. You know, the Apostle Paul, before he was a Christian, he murdered believers. He murdered Christians. He was a religious zealot and a bigot, a terrorist and he murdered Christians. He put them to death and then he, you know, he had the what we call the conversion on the road to Damascus, a Damascus road conversion where he met the risen Jesus and Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against me when I'm prodding you. You're taking it out on my people. And Paul you know, asked this question, he said, who are you, Lloyd? It's a good question to ask. Who are you? You're speaking to me. I can hear you, but I don't even know who you are. And, he, and Jesus said this, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Nobody would touch Paul. They didn't believe he'd become a Christian. You know, some of the people that I knew, uh, that I've known in my life who have become Christians, when I tell people I was at their house the other night, they're going, no, 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 no. I said, well, they're believers. No, no, no. It's just amazing, but nobody would go near, and it was like that with the Apostle Paul, nobody would go near, but Barnabas was brave enough and kind enough to build a bridge into his life, and the Apostle Paul was introduced then into the Christian world, and his teachings, he's written almost half the New Testament, I mean, what a mega man, what an understanding, what a spiritual man, he really understood the scriptures and could explain them in, in, in everyday language and complain to people, but he was a deep person. But you know, it took a Barnabas to build bridges to him. Let's be peacemakers. You'll know you're big when you cease to bring conflict and you're always wanting to build bridges and see connections. Let's be peacemakers in, in our businesses. Let's be peacemakers in, 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 you know in, in our families, in our communities and in our churches. Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you. Do you ever feel blessed when people <laughs> insult you? Can you see how oh, the kingdom of heaven is like upside down to the, the, the way of this world? And yet it's not upside down. It's the right way around. Blessed are you when people insult you. You are big when you can't be offended. Wow. Too many tough guys get into fights because the moment they perceive disrespect or taken offence. It's fisticuffs, because my honour's at stake. What load of rubbish. But don't tell them I said that. (laughs) I've seen it so many times, it's, it's silly. But you know that you're big when you can't be offended. Blessed are those who don't leave church, or you don't leave your family just because you've been offended. We've got to stop living in an idealistic kind of world and start living a more realistic life that not everyone has got a pure heart. that not everyone is going to treat you well. Not everyone's motives are great. And let's understand that. And let's, let's live, uh, leave margins in our life for people to just be themselves. Let's leave. And when people come and they insult you and they do, you know, blessed are you when you're not easily offended. And people can't find offence. You have to choose to be offended. I can remember being offended when people would cut me up on the motorway and I'd be pipping me on and stuff like that. And you know what? I realised how agitated it made me. And all that wasted energy. And I've changed. And, and I've looked at other areas of my life. I've been so much into confrontation and sorting things out and sorting problems out, sorting people out. And, and, and if you're not careful, you you, you take on. A different persona that's really not yours. And so often you know it starts because of, of a perceived injustice or somebody's offended you or whatever. And you've just got to let it go. The Bible says this, a wise man overlooks an insult. You're bigger than that. You're bigger than that insult. Let it go. Who are they? Get on with your life. Let's get busy on the right things and let the insults go. People will insult you. Yeah, you know, This is what i found out in life. You can have this for free. People don't mind you getting on. I've been encouraged by so many people. It's when you get on further than them, that's when the, the trouble starts. That's when they start having a go at you and speaking about you behind your back. They don't mind you doing well. They just don't want you to do better than them. You can have that for free. <laughs> I've learnt from the odd knocks of life. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know you're big when you can't be offended. So big, big big people budget for insults, therefore they are prepared. Big people budget for insults and they're prepared. Jesus said this, you know, when people insult you and persecute and that, he said, rejoice and be glad. What? Rejoice and be glad. In other words, dance. <laughs> rejoice and be glad. Dance. Why? You are big when you are bigger than your emotions. You are big when you're bigger than your moods. So rejoice and be glad when people, you know, you're going through bad stuff. You can say, well, I'm not in the mood. But when the blessing of God is on your life, you can rise above your mood. We cannot, if we're going to be big people, we cannot be emotionally driven. And moodiness is being led by your emotions. I know I was that man. And I am still battling that man. And I've come a long way, but I've still a way to go. I'm not what I was. But I'm not where I want to be. And you know we have a saying, I'm not your mood manager. And that's a good one in marriage. You know, we need to um, establish that uh, as couples. And whenever me and Shelly have took people through marriage preparation, we'll say, you know, you're not each other's mood managers. No, I have to manage my moods. Shelly has to, well, she's not moody really. I'm the moody one. Emotions can be the difference between breakthrough and breakdown. What are you like in your emotions? Come on. With the blessing of Jesus on your life, the resources of heaven, you know, move on into you. And all of a sudden, it's like if somebody on the inside helping you to overcome, bringing you out of your moods. One wrong emotion can kill a meeting with your staff or with your family or in, in, in your church. One wrong emotion can kill my communication. I have to guard my heart. I have to guard my mind before I get up to preach or I communicate or do any seminars and talks that I do in in the business world. You know, I have to watch my emotions because one bad emotion, you know, people can can cut in on you and all of a sudden you're in a wrong frame of mind and it just affects you. And, you know, big people are not ruled by their emotions. So I don't have to be ruled by my feelings. Here's a tip don't ask your feelings, tell your feelings. Here's the wrong question. When you first wake up, never ask yourself, how do you feel? Big people are not ruled by their emotions. They don't live by what they feel. They live by what they know. I want to finish with this scripture from the Psalms. And it's King David, who was a warrior, a fighting man, and yet a worship leader. And he loved God with all his heart and soul. He's a great character. And he flawed character, but a great character nonetheless. And he said this, he spoke to himself. I want to encourage you to do that in the lockdown. You're not going mad. You're speaking to yourself. You're engaging yourself. He said this, Psalm 42, verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And he's telling his emotions what he's doing. He's going, come on, why am I feeling like this? Come on, Dave, wake up. Put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. I will yet praise him. There's an idea. Come on, let's get some praise going. And the more you praise and worship, the bigger your spirit grows, the more strength you've got. And I've run out of time, really and truly. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.